0: We have a phone number that rings right to a voicemail, and we love to get your messages, your feedback, your input on what we're talking about, and just random questions about what we do and why we do it.
1: Hey, it's Lauren from Peachtree City. Okay, random question. I noticed Callie says like a 1,000%, 5,000%, a 100% yes. Jeff, you say 100% yes a lot. Like, who did you pick that up from? Callie, did you pick that up from Jeff? Jeff, did you pick that up from Callie? I know it's a random question. It's kind of dumb, but whatever. There are no dumb questions. Answer me. Okay. Love you guys. Bye. living in
2: gratitude finding the positive in every experience and helping other people do the same you are now part of the movement welcome to the upside
1: podcast with callie and jeff
0: now to answer her question like a hundred percent a thousand percent five like that's just like we didn't have to pick it up from each other did we or
2: so I don't know where it came from, but I do like to embellish my stories for dramatic effect, <laughs> not tell lies, but 1000% is way more convincing than a hundred percent.
0: And you do say, cause people have pointed this out. You do say 1000% and that's how you say it. One, th- say it again.
2: 1000%.
0: Yes. With the long pause over the word thousand, you say that a lot. Yeah, I do. And now that she's pointed out the 5,001, like that's like super dramatic effect.
2: It is super dramatic effect. And you know, there are things that when we started this podcast, I was listening to, I'm like, wow, I should really say that list. 1,000% is not going anywhere. I think it should be my catchphrase.
0: What? (laughs) It could be our our next
2: t-shirt. 1,000% and then 5,000%. And then you have to pick if you like me or Jeff better.
0: What? Oh, you'll be
2: 5,000% and I'll be 1,000%. I'm just kidding.
0: I don't think I save it. I don't think I do the thousands.
2: Well, you should pick which one you want to do and then roll with
0: it. I do the mathematically correct 100% because there's no such thing as one. Actually, you know what? This is funny and I haven't even told you this, but there are, you guys know, if you listen to this podcast, you know how much I love data and there are different types of data that you can look at. Uh, for the show, including how long people listen to each episode, right? Mm -hmm. So most of our episodes are at like 80 to 85%. Now, the majority of people listen to the entire show, but if somebody listens to 10 minutes and then has to go away or doesn't like it or whatever and disappears. That that brings the
2: average down. That
0: brings the average down. So our number is about 82, 83%, which is about average for the industry. Mm -hmm. Your dad's episode about 9-11 reached 1% hundred percent playthrough.
2: That's crazy.
0: Nobody left it early. That was last week. I looked again this morning and he was at a hundred and two percent. What? And I had to go do the that was high pitch. How'd you do that? (laughs) Apologies to the dogs and dolphins who listen to our show. Uh, The way that happens is people listen to it multiple times on the same device. That's awesome. Yeah. So you're the record holder.
2: Oh, wait. I listened to it three times.
0: (laughs) Yeah. There you go. So that would drive it up. But I mean, you wouldn't drive it up a full 2%. I mean, 20,000 okay, people yeah, yeah, have listened yeah. to it. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, but your dad, so when I was making fun of you for something math being mathematically impossible, it's actually I'm not. Like, like, I never understood. Look, when I went to school back in my day, you couldn't get a grade point average higher than a four, could you? Like, you know, there's people who. Well, gra- we
2: could. How? Um, because of the way they weight things. And when I was in high school, if you took an AP, course the highest grade you could get in AP is like 4.3 so or 4.2 so technically if you're taking AP classes they're weighted differently and if you have a 4.0 in everything and you have one AP class and you have a 4.3 or whatever that number is then it you- can you can have over a 4.0
0: fascinating. I don't think.
2: That was a really exaggerated F and I thought you were going to say something else. I was like, oh my God.
0: I know. Fascinating. Fascinating. Because I don't think when I went to school that being higher than a 4.0 was an option. I honestly don't. Well,
2: it wasn't an option for me. So that's why I don't know what the number
0: is. Maybe that's what (laughs) it was for me too. Like I never thought I would do that well, but like yeah, I don't I thought it just went to 4.0 and stopped. Like that's like getting an A+++ plus it just shouldn't be impossible. To me that is 1000% weird.
2: 1000%. I have a beautiful human alert.
0: A beautiful human alert is what we do on the upside to recognize outstanding citizens of earth.
2: I saw this on one of my friend's Instagram pages. It's not a story anywhere. And I like was fighting tears because I thought it was the coolest thing ever. And this is so up your alley of awesome. All right. What do you got? My friend, Austin, her brother-in-law, Aiden, was officiating a wedding this weekend. And the bride and groom, it's Katie and Nick, got married this past weekend, right? Aiden is the officiant. Got it. And here's, I'm just going to read straight from her caption. My brother-in-law, Aiden, who officiated this glorious wedding, wore Katie, the bride's late father's glasses, and had us all guessing. During his opening, he said, even though John couldn't be with us today, I wore his glasses so he could watch his little girl walk down the aisle, and the entire congregation bawled. Aww. So I guess her dad had passed away, and he wasn't able to be there. So the wedding officiant wore her dad's glasses so he could watch her walk down the aisle.
0: That's so sweet.
2: I know I'm crying again.
0: <laughs> Did the um, bride know that he was going to do it?
2: I don't know. That's all the information that there there was. I just thought it was so sweet and what a kind, amazing thing to do to include her dad. That's
0: because that's if awesome. you're if you're the bride and you didn't know that was coming, Katie is her name, right? You're gonna you're gonna burst into tears like a hungry toddler. Oh my
2: gosh. Yes. And that's
0: gonna ruin your makeup, which is gonna mess up the pictures.
2: I cried on our wedding day and it was fine. You did? It was fine, yeah.
0: But dur before, like before the whole ceremony and all that? Um, I mean, something that touching is, but anyways,
2: but don't ruin the beautiful human alert. That is so kind. And, um, Katie and Nick, I hope you guys have a wonderful life together.
0: Callie and I are on two opposite sides of a debate and we're going to bring you into it and you can decide if you're on team Jeff or team wrong. Mm -hmm. It It involves a young woman who was celebrating her like third or fourth or fifth birthday and her parents invited a Taylor Swift impersonator to the birthday party. Okay. Mm -hmm. So this young girl is a huge Taylor Swift fan. They find somebody who looks like Taylor Swift, sings like Taylor Swift, hires her, hires this woman to come and perform for all the kids at the birthday party. This girl's like three years old. Mm Mm-hmm. That was half a dozen years ago. Now Mm -hmm. the girl's nine or 10, maybe even 11. I don't know how old she is. But to this day, she believes that Taylor Swift was at her fourth birthday party. Mm -hmm. And she tells her friends with absolute conviction that Taylor Swift was at her birthday party seven years ago. Like she says it happened. And they have pictures, and she shows pictures and whatever. And the other people are like, that doesn't look like Taylor Swift. And then she says, well, it was seven years ago. We all look different, Mm -hmm. right? So she is defending the fact that Taylor Swift was at her birthday party because she believes it to be true. I think that her parents need to pull her aside and explain to her what happened. Kelly believes otherwise.
2: No, I don't believe otherwise. I just think it's not okay. I don't think Jeff has as much experience with like children, birthday parties, characters, like the whole thing. So it's not as big of a deal. Like, I think it's just something that as a parent, you're just like, Hey, by the way, you know, that wasn't the real Taylor Swift. That was someone pretending to be Taylor Swift. So there's like a distinction, like, and I think that happens in childhood. Like, you know, like, so
0: am I mistaken? Are we on the same page? We both think the parents need to. Oh
2: yeah. They totally need to tell them. I mean, your whole, But you th- you, you get older, you whole- think
0: it stays casual. You think it's just like, a, oh, by the way, I think it's going to be a transformative life event.
2: Um, I don't really think so. I mean, first of all, I think they should have explained that in the beginning. Like I think if you're having mermaids in your pool at your birthday party, they're they're not
0: real mermaids. Like. But you can't tell a four-year-old that.
2: Yes, you can. No,
0: you can't.
2: They're pretending. They're they're pretending.
0: But you don't tell a four-year-old that. That's like saying, that's like going to Disney World and, and trying to explain that one of the princesses isn't really the princess.
2: Okay, but the here's the thing. Is but they're the- not, here's the thing. It's not that they're not real. I
0: did not realize how cold-hearted she no, was. No, no,
2: no, no. It's not that they're not real. They're like surrogates. Or like,
0: they're like the elves who help out Santa Claus. Yes, They're like elves
2: that help out Santa. So it is not Elsa that was in the movie, but it is someone that's friends with Elsa.
0: It's like an Elsa ambassador,
2: right? So it is, you know, like, it's not that it doesn't exist. It just is different than you thought. So I think when you're raising kids, probably you're making distinctions between what's on the T like there's Elsa. And then there's like Elsa's friends that come to birthdays.
0: Okay. But here's the, the, thing, the difference, I think there's without, because, you know, being aware of everybody who's listening, mm-hmm. I think there's a difference between Elsa or a mermaid or a Disney princess and Taylor Swift.
2: Yeah. But you can't let your kids spend their whole life thinking that they had Taylor Swift come to their birthday. I mean, that's what I'm saying. It's yeah. going to be
0: traumatic, right? No. It'll No.
2: I think, um, as we get older, we all realize that our parents (laughs) lied to us a lot and getting older every year is just realizing that your parents Mm. fooled
0: you at a lot of things.
2: Womp (laughs) womp.
0: Like, I don't think I ever expanded on the rabbit story for last week, but I've told this before. If you've never heard it, it's. I mean, it's probably a a good parenting story. I mean, it's definitely a good parenting story. But I had a a pet bunny when I was growing up. His name was Hickory. And uh, one day, I woke up to find Hickory's pen where he lived had been damaged, and Hickory was gone. So literally three and a half decades later, I brought that up in front of my dad, and he said, oh, no he went to leave for work that morning like an hour before i got up for school and saw that hickory had an unfortunate encounter with a larger animal mm-hmm. and he cleaned the scene up <laughs> and then damaged the pen so it looked like
2: right he had escaped and he was living happened. in the woods with his bunny family right. so
0: i was convinced at age 35 that somewhere in syracuse new york there was like a a, a you know the forty-year-old bunny hopping around, just living his best life.
2: We had a uh, a womp, ham- womp. We had a hamster that went missing, and I think my parents told us that it, like, we knew it died. But um, I think the story when I was a kid was that the hamster got out, and then we just never saw it again. And I'm like partially wondering if my parents
0: like let it out the back door. You should find. You should <laughs> find. It. Oh, you mean like they were just done with the hamster.
2: Well, it had a brain tumor and it was like kind (laughs) of gross and we took it to the vet and my dad, I remember when I was a kid, we're like, dad, you have to save fluffy or whatever the hamster's name was. And my dad, I distinctly remember him being like, I am not having brain surgery done on a hamster.
0: On something that I could replace for less than the price of lunch at McDonald's.
2: Yes. Not going to happen. So yeah. And then it just went away. I don't know. Uh, just
0: curious. Do you remember how much brain surgery on a hamster was?
2: No, but I don't even know if there could have been a price tag that my bat, my dad would have been okay with. He's like, sometimes things die and I'm not getting a brain <laughs> <laughs> surgery done on a hamster.
0: Uh, that's funny, but not funny, but funny. That's funny.
2: I did a pocket podcast yesterday about the word grace and Jeff really liked it and, um, wanted me to expand on it. What did it,
0: it, I thought that it is such the way you phrased it and the way that you told people to interact with others, I thought was really powerful and could be really, really helpful to lots of people. You basically said, what if you, as a human, were judged solely on the behavior of the last really bad day you have, you had, yeah. right? So what if you, what if w- w- you you were, you know, you had a really crappy day. Well, w- you know
2: what happened to me? You'll remember this years ago. Remember, we had to put Blair down, my rescue dog, Blair, my best friend. and Me and Jeff had to put her down and we went to Target to pick up something dumb after that, like we had to get paper towels or something. So we literally left the vet's office, no. went to Target. If this is
0: your first time listening to the upside, by the way, there's generally not this many dead animals in it.
2: Yeah, there's really not. Um, but we, ha- we had to say goodbye to Blair and then we immediately went to Target and someone sent me a message on Instagram that said, I just saw you and Jeff at Target and you looked miserable, period. And that was it. And because I was like, that could, I was miserable because I just had to say goodbye to my dog.
0: That could be chalked up as one of the worst moments. Oh of my your God. Life, it was right? awful. So with the way you phrased it is just imagine if on your worst day, whatever it was, like you just got yelled at by your boss, you got in a huge fight with your, you know, significant other, your husband, your wife, your boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever. And then you snap at the person working at Starbucks, right? Mm -hmm. imagine if that snap was how you were described for the rest of your life.
2: Well, and what I wanted, I wanted to kind of flip that and say, so it it would feel terrible if you were judged by that. Right. Right, So the next time someone cuts you off in traffic, or is short with you or rude or whatever, instead of saying, wow, what a horrible person that just cut me off in traffic. They're horrible. Cause I think in our heads, we're like, well, that person's a giant a-hole and they just walk around life being a giant jerk, but that's not always the case. And I wish that we could meet, I've been trying to do this the past year or so, meet people that do things that we perceive as rude If we could give them a little grace and say, you know what, what if this person is having the worst day of their life?
0: And to expand on that, what if we all lived our life as though everyone we encounter is a person who needs to be in a better mood? Yes. Right? Mm -hmm. Like if every single person that we we encounter, rather than just have it be an exchange of, of words and just an interaction between two people, what if we, everyone looks upon every interaction as your job is to make sure the person who leaves the, the other person in that interaction leaves in a better mood. Mm -hmm. Like how differently would that change how you deal with Oh my gosh, it would
2: be crazy. And it's funny because I am working right now on some merchandise for the upside. And one thing we wanted to do with merchandise was to give people a talking point. And I think we accidentally did that with the weaponized hamster shirts. <laughs> yeah. But what I've been working on is this necklace I'm wearing it right now and in cursive it says the word one and I was thinking about how different would life be if every single one of us did one kind thing for one person every single day. Yeah. It would just, it would be such a game changer. So, what
0: a day you would have if somehow you became the person that was receiving the one thing from everybody on the planet all on the same day.
2: Oh my gosh,
0: right? So, and maybe those things, maybe that will arrive exactly when you need it. So anyways, if you don't know what the pocket podcast is, Callie does it every Sunday. It gets released on Sunday evenings at 6 p.m. It's never more than five minutes long. And it's just a little thought to kind of kick off your week. Or
2: they can just listen to what we just talked about. Because I think we just covered it. That's a good
0: point. (laughs) Yep. Uh, Okay. So um, I have sitting next to me a giant red box box. And it's not giant. That was a little bit of an exaggeration, but it's it's big. Mine was pretty small. Yours is huge. It's a big red box and it contains my shipment from the folks at care of care of is the partners, one of our partners here at the upside and they do subscription vitamins and supplements and it's super easy to figure out what vitamins and what supplements you want because all you do is take a quick little survey.
2: Yeah, you go on takecareof.com and they they ask you a bunch of questions about yourself, your lifestyle, what you're trying to accomplish, where you are in your life, all these questions. And then they come up with um, what you need every day that you're missing.
0: And it gets delivered right to your door. And it's super simple to manage because the vitamins, the daily vitamins are in these single serve packages. So you just have a box that you put on your counter, either in your bathroom or your kitchen. Grab and go. Grab and go. And if you are a person who has several different vitamins in your cabinet like I do, sometimes that's not the quickest. If you're trying to get out of the door quickly, opening and closing half a dozen jars to count your pills and get all that out.
2: Just makes it too complicated.
0: This is seriously a packet that you can throw in your in your pocket. And then the, uh, the other stuff that I got in my box were some supplements and some protein powder. So right now you can go to takecareof.com. Use the word upside at checkout. You'll get 25% off and you could start being healthier as soon as, um, I don't know, one minute from right now. Go to takecareof.com.
2: We have gotten a surprising number of questions about what's going on with our neighbor. I mean, it's kind of drama, kind of, I mean, it's not full on drama. There's no like tables being flipped, but it's... We didn't tell the full story, really.
0: It's total drama. We have a weird fence. If if you're not caught up on all the episodes of The Upside, uh, we have a weird fence between our house and our neighbor's house. And when our neighbors are are using are near that fence, our dogs lose their mind and run over there.
2: And they're not, like, clawing on the fence or anything. They're just standing probably, what, 10 feet away, barking?
0: Oh, no, they run right up to the fence.
2: But they're like, what is going on over there? And
0: and obviously, there are dogs, so we're a little more, um, you know, like, we're like, it's no big deal. They just can't see what's going on. But
2: And we immediately call them in. Like, we're very aware Right. That we don't want to, and we don't want our dogs barking at our neighbors.
0: So before, um, we went on a weekend trip a, a few weeks ago, um, our dogs ran up to the fence and I can't remember how much of the story we told on.
2: We didn't tell much of it
0: because oh, okay. you were feeling nice. Okay, well, the woman who lives next door did was not happy with the dogs running up to the fence and barking. And she yelled at them through the fence and she banged something against the fence. And then she sent Callie a pretty intense text message indicating yes. her displeasure. And it really upset you. Remember we talked about I this. I was so upset. And I... Wrote back and over the, not over the top, but a cordial email back or a text message back and said, Hey, we realize this or so sorry, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Um, Do, do you want to sit down? We're going out of town this weekend, but when we get back, do you want to sit down and talk about it? And then the next day she responded with, yes, I would like that. Then we didn't hear about what well, we can, we went away. We came back. We have not had interact a couple weeks. Yep. We haven't had interaction with our neighbors. Um, we have been very attentive to the dogs and we have had no situations,
2: which is honestly a little bit of a bummer because our dogs really aren't going outside unless we're monitoring it. And we used to kind of just give them free reign of the yard, but now we're so worried about making them upset or uncomfortable, that we stand outside with our dogs when they go potty and then we we bring them right back in.
0: Or I mean, I'll let them out there during the day, but um, I, I'm definitely aware of of movement next door, you mm-hmm. know. Like if they're if I know when their garbage day is, because their garbage get picks up on it gets picked up on a different day. Yeah. And that really sets the dog off. So, anyways, they sent a message to, to that she got it, Callie got another text message yesterday asking for a meeting this week. So this week I will be meeting with our next door neighbor and her husband.
2: And I'm not doing it. And you know, it's not because like I'm, it's more about me and less about her. I just feel like I said to Jeff, cause he was like, so when we were dealing with the text message that she sent me, It was pretty loaded, and I don't do well in those situations, and I don't really see why both of us have to sit down with her, so um, Jeff, I was like, it would mean a lot to me if you would handle it, because I just do not do well in those situations, I'm not wired for them, and to be honest, that's one of the perks of marriage, right, is you have a partner that sometimes you know, you take on different roles. And I was like, if you could handle this, that would really be great. And I would really appreciate it. And Jeff texted her. I did not respond to her message. Jeff texted her and they are going to meet, um, at some point this week and I will not be there.
0: And she said she, she did re- write my text message that her husband wants to be there. And I think as really a like
2: cool, my wife doesn't cause she's scared to death of you.
0: Well, no, I wrote back and said <laughs> that my wife will not be there. And I will tell her if you're okay with it, like when we're meeting, I'll say, look, the last interaction she had with you was you banging on the fence and yelling. Right, like at the dogs, and right. then and then sending this nasty text message. So she's a little thrown, and I think, honestly, I've thought about the meeting, if you will. It's a, like a big mafia meeting, and mm-hmm. and I'm trying not to over. Are you going to meet it.
2: like in the center of the driveway? Right.
0: And... I don't know. I'm just I kidding. <laughs> no, because the dogs will see us and bark. Right. So I and but I'm going to have a conversation with them and be like, "Hey, I'm like." All, I appreciate what you're saying, but you have to understand that there are, like, dogs are going to be dogs. Mm-hmm. So if I'm going to just let them propose solutions, like, we got the little squealy thing that makes the high pitch noise. doesn't work. It works if it's only when there is noise, significant noise against the fence. Mm-hmm. It's truly only when they're getting moving their garbage cans. Right. So I, I don't know.
2: I or- do get like, there are some people that are terrified of dogs and I totally understand that. I was attacked by a dog when I was a kid and I only recently have become a dog person. So I totally get that. I just don't like And I get very uncomfortable when people spit fire at me. Like there's no need for adults to act like that, in my opinion. Like you come to me and say, hey, your dogs make me super uncomfortable. And I would have met her with, oh, my gosh, I am so sorry. What can we do? Right. You know, I just don't like being met with the nastiness that I was met with. And I'm like, all right, I'm out.
0: Which, which might end up being what, what happens when we meet, who knows, right? Like that might be the, the time that they take with, with the adrenaline out of the system and being a couple weeks. Right. And who knows what kind
2: of day she was having. And you know, it might have just been the cherry on top of a really bad day for her. And I totally get that. Um, it's just the only things I've heard from her are like venom. So I'm, peacing out for
0: right the second. Right. And so (laughs) I am going to meet with them using the lesson from earlier in in the episode. I am going to have a conversation with them where I am going to assume that that was a bad day for her. Mm -hmm. I am going to assume that that is not typical behavior. behavior. Mm -hmm. And I am going to be open to whatever suggestions they have about the dogs. However, I'm also going to be protective of the nastiness. And I'm going to say dogs are going to bark. Like it's going to happen Mm -hmm. sometimes. And that, I, the, 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 it's sometimes it's going to be unavoidable and the fence is very secure. And if you're scared of them, they can't get through the fence. And if they could get through the fence, they're not violent. They're right. Ju- they're just, they're barking because of the unknown. Right. And so, yeah. And then maybe I'll propose that little um porthole thing that everybody oh my sent gosh. us. The first time <laughs> we talked about it, some, somebody, I, I don't remember where, but they cut a round hole in a wooden fence. So funny. And put like, like a little bubble. It looks like a cruise ship porthole. They put a little bubble on it so the dogs could see what was happening next door, (laughs) which stopped their barking.
2: Oh, I love that idea because I really think it would help. Because when the guy's like mowing his lawn, Lily just stands there and stares at him like she's not like, she just barking when she can't see. So can you imagine if she comes to take her trash out and there's a porthole on the fence and Lily's head is just like, hello?
0: Yeah. (laughs) And then maybe like a little slot where she could drop a kibble or something. Yeah. Because we know they're animal lovers. They have cats. So anyway, we've, so, well, so that's that. So many people have asked about it that, that we need to address it. So. Um, we'll keep you updated this week after the after the Mafia. Also down. saying
2: this publicly so if she kills Jeff, <laughs> someone besides me knows.
0: All right speaking of murder, great transition, nice segue. Have you heard yet about the show that is being released in April that's right up your alley? I don't it's think so Two of your favorite things marrying each other and having a child and that child's name is, murder house flip
2: murder house
0: flip it is a home renovation show but the houses that they choose are scenes of violent crimes
2: oh my gosh that is so up my alley
0: so the executive producer of it is the guy who does um csi
2: what network is this on
0: it's on a new it's like streaming only service i'm not even sure what it's called It's not even out yet. So, oh my gosh. It's going to be one of their first shows. And so, they're going to have like forensic specialists who can come Mm. in and recreate the crime in the murder house. Then, they're going to have spiritual healers, which I would imagine are like ghost hunters and
2: saging stuff and like making it all vibey. Okay. Yeah.
0: And then they're going to bring in renovation experts to make the house whole again.
2: That is a genius idea for a show. And if you don't know me very well, I feel like I need to like disclaimer this little segment by saying I am not excited about people dying. Like I, I am not wishing that upon anyone. However, I do find myself to be very fascinated by crime shows, like anything involving crime and mystery. And I just find it fascinating. And I go down rabbit holes if there's a case I'm interested in. I mean, yeah. So like she,
0: she watches all the SVU's,
2: all the SVU's. I watch all the, I've seen all the datelines.
0: What was the show that was on um, HLN before your show was that you would get to see in the
2: forensic files, Seen all of them.
0: Yeah. Forensic files, but she could only pay attention. Like 50%, 50%, you know, cuz it was on while she was at work. Mm-hmm. So, she would come home and like continue her research, like watch the end of the episode, google the people involved, get in like,
2: reddit threads, like I've got to know. I've got to know who the people are. I've got to do my deep dives. A- anyway, so I'm really fascinated in it. So this is like, but I also love a good house
0: flip. So Yeah, so so the number one podcasts, this is so bizarre to me, but the number one category of podcasts for women are murder and crime related, like crime junkies, my Mm -hmm. favorite murder, all of those Mm -hmm. women love those.
2: We do. And my mom loves it. That's where I got it. When
0: I was old enough to watch
2: that stuff, my mom would watch it on repeat all the time.
0: So if you look at the podcast top 10 list and you don't go to any category or anything, you just go to the top 10, it's all those. Mm -hmm. And then if you go look at um, cable television listings, The top 10 is filled with like flip this house and uh, all those renovate. What's that couple? The
2: Joanna and Chip Gaines. Those
0: people and all those Mm -hmm. types of houses or all those types of shows. So coming in April, those two things are going to get married in the show. I will
2: watch every single second of that series.
0: Starting April 2nd. Nope. I'm sorry. Starting April 6th, 2020. It's called Murder House Flip.
2: Have you been sticking with your affirmation?
0: I have. Have you really? Yes. And I hope I'm doing it right. There's no right and wrong way to do it, correct?
2: Well, you have to look at yourself in the mirror. Okay. And you're supposed to do it at the beginning of your day, I think.
0: Do Do you have to look at yourself? Yes. Oh. Because what I've been doing is I have my affirmation on the mirror and I know what it says. It's about having the biggest year of my life and the biggest year of my career and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But I usually change it a little bit and I close my eyes.
2: No, I think you have to, I think you're supposed to look at yourself in the mirror. That's where the confidence goes for it goes.
0: Okay. Well, uh, yes, I have been doing it and I do think That it is, I am surprised at how it makes me feel in the moments after I do it. It feels
2: instantly good, right? It's It's
0: weird. It's so odd. I've never done anything like that before. And it's cool to see all the messages from people who are doing it. And a lot of people are using dry erase markers Mm -hmm. and writing right on their mirror.
2: Yeah, that's really smart. I've also seen some teachers do it for their students. Um, and I think somebody sent me one today that said, um, that they put a post-it on their, cause they're a teacher on their wall. that said, I am a reader. Perfect. I am a did writer.
0: You, did you get the message from the woman who heard her kid doing that? No, um,
2: but that is so cute.
0: She heard him doing affirmations and never gave him any direction or instruction or whatever, but heard him in the bathroom doing it. Cause they listened to the upside oh, together. Oh, yeah. I
2: love that so much.
0: This
1: is Amy from all the way out in Washington State. Love the podcast. I have been encouraging everyone out here in the Pacific Northwest to listen and subscribe. Your podcast this week was very timely as I've been putting off getting back into a workout routine for a while now. And I decided to help motivate myself um, this week that I would only allow myself to listen to the podcast while going for a daily walk. Since it's about 30 minutes long, and I thought, hey, this will be a good start to jump back in. And what awesome timing. As I was taking those first few hardest steps out of my walk, I heard Jeff. He began talking about just getting out there and starting. It was exactly what I was doing. So I'm going to make this a daily routine during the week and try to keep it up. (laughs) Just wanted to say thanks for the motivation. Love you guys. Bye.
0: Now I feel pressure. If our shows ever run under 30 minutes, we're not only... Uh, short content, but we're also disrupting her physical activity routine.
2: Speaking of physical activity routines, are you still doing your walks? Have you done your walks?
0: I am, and I'm pleased to report, and the folks between Buckhead and Sandy Springs here in Atlanta will be happy to know this, the bridge at Chastain Park is now open.
2: Oh my gosh, longest project ever.
0: So I'm excited to make a complete lap at Chastain this starting this week. But for whatever reason, there is a construction project in our neighborhood that took an, I mean, it was over 18 months, right?
2: I think it was like between a year and a year and a half.
0: And it was a short bridge. (laughs) And I wanted to sneak over there in the middle of the night and put a sign up that said like only three people allowed on the bridge at one time (laughs) just to see, watch the neighborhood, you know, lose their mind. But uh, yes, I am sticking with it. And uh, yeah, I am. Good job. Thanks. All right, uh, we need to give our phone number out, 800-434-5454, for a very specific reason. What didn't you do until adulthood that most people learned about as kids? Do you have one? I don't. The only one that I could think of is I, to this day, still don't know how to drive a stick shift. Really? Yeah. I never learned. I've never owned a standard transmission car. I never, le- my parents never did. So it was something I never learned and I don't think I'll ever need to know. So I'm fine going to the grave not knowing that. And
2: I know how to drive a stick.
0: Do you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I learned on one. I, I, I don't. I have no idea. I was older, I think, than most kids when I learned to ride a bike. I think I was like nine or 10. Really? Yeah. Most kids, I think, learn at like five or six. Yeah. I, I don't. I don't know why, but other than that, no.
2: I've got one, but I'm not going to tell you till tomorrow. All
0: right. So you're the reason we're doing this. <laughs> what didn't you do until adulthood that most people learn how to do as kids? We're going to see if anybody has Callie's because hers is bizarre. And you actually went to some sort of like therapy slash class for <laughs> this, right?
2: Yes, I did.
0: Okay. Okay. if you can give Callie some, some comfort so she doesn't feel so alone and tell us what you didn't do until adulthood that most people know how to do as kids.
1: Thank you for listening to The Upside Podcast with
2: Callie and Jeff. Please make sure you subscribed so you never miss an episode of The Upside.
0: I feel bad because I don't think I asked you, but how are you doing with your affirmation? Are you saying it every morning?
2: Yeah, I've done it every single morning since we first mentioned it.
0: All right. So let me ask you this then. Like, are you looking yourself in the eyes or are you just, are you doing it while you brush your teeth or brush your hair?
2: Oh, 1000%. <laughs> I'm looking at myself in the mirror.
0: I know, but like staring right at yourself yeah. or are you doing something else? No, I'm staring at myself. Okay. And you say it out loud?
2: Out loud, looking at yourself. I mean, you can be doing other things, but you just have to look at yourself.
0: Okay. All right. That's so weird to me, but I'll try that one. Tomorrow.
2: Starting tomorrow, Jeff Dollar looking at himself in the mirror.
3: Hi. Um, I'm just calling because I wanted to respond to the young woman who called in the, about the teacher that she feels like doesn't like her. Um, I'm actually a high school teacher in Gwinnett County, and as a teacher, Callie, you were absolutely 100% correct. If, a, if I ever make a student feel like I don't like them, the one thing I want them to do is come talk to me about it because chances are I'm pushing them or I'm getting on to them because I know that they can do better, not because I don't like them, but because I want them to be better than what they're being. So I think you're absolutely right. Just talk to your teacher in a mature way, um, in a respectful way and if they are a good teacher, which I'm sure this teacher is, they usually respond in a very kind and loving manner and they'll work on it because they're human. We're human. We're not, we're not perfect. So, um, Callie, that's my son. Um, but, Callie, I think you're 100% correct. I listen to you all the time in the morning on the way to work, um, on the way home, and I love you all and you have really changed my life for the better. So thank you for all that you do. My son says thank you too. He's about a year old, so thank you so much.
1: Goodbye. Hey, Jeff and Callie, thank you so much for the podcast. I've been a fan of Jeff's since the beginning of the Bird Show. Uh, your sense of humor, Jeff, is just great. Uh, it just clicks with me, and you're so funny. This podcast is so much better because we get to hear you guys. And you two together are awesome, so thank you so much. Um, just thanks. Bye.
3: It's Gabe,
1: um, and I'm from Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, I'm 13 years old and been watching y'all. Well, not watching, but listening. And I think y'all are hilarious, and y'all make me smile every day. And you're so funny.
3: You're so funny. I
1: have to go eat some cat poop, okay? Bye.